Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been quite some time since we did a book review episode where I go through a book I read and enjoyed and share some of the highlights with you. We are going to do that today. I read a book this past week and I'm really excited to share some of it with you. Before we do, however, if it's okay with you, and even if it's not because I'm doing it anyway, I just wanted to maybe get a little sappy (laughs) or maybe even emotional. I don't know. I need to express my gratitude. Um, I think it's a combination of factors that have me slightly more emotional than usual. One, probably just the end of the year and reflecting on all that has been 2018 and all I'm excited about in 2019 combined with the fact that my first book is launching here in just a few weeks, which is crazy to even say out loud, and also combined with the weekend I spent with some of my Master's Club members just a few weeks ago, all of that just has me in the deepest, most profound state of gratitude for you. When I think about what I'm trying to do with Primal Potential or with my career or with my life or my experiences, like what I want to give to the world, to you, the impact I want to have, what I want Primal Potential to be. I know I've said before that it's really not about weight. It's absolutely not about weight loss. I don't think that's very interesting. I get it. Like we all have some sort of experience with desiring weight loss or struggling with weight or whatever else it is. And that's been a huge part of my life. But it's not the most interesting part of my life. It's not the most important part of my life. It's not been the most important journey of my life. Certainly has been a common bond that has brought many of us together. But it's not the most important thing in life. And it's usually not the most important thing we're seeking. Even when it feels like it is, food, weight, etc., there's always so much more to it. And I feel like my job, what I'm here to do, what has brought me to this point, is to help you let go of anything and everything that isn't part of the best you, your best life the happiest version of you. And for some people, that absolutely has a lot to do with food and weight because excess weight or an imbalanced or unhealthy relationship with food keeps you from your best self, your best life, the healthiest, happiest version of you. When returning to anything, to numb, to escape, to cover up, we can't possibly live our best life. 
We can't possibly have the best connections with the people and the things in our lives if we aren't coming from our strongest, healthiest, most stable place. So sometimes that's related to food and weight. Sometimes it's related to negativity. Sometimes it's related to money. But I'm here to help you show up every day, in every moment, again and again, choosing to be the best version of yourself. Choosing to deny the versions of you that aren't the happiest, that aren't the healthiest. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that if it weren't for your participation and your trust. And when I think about, I remember when I was saying goodbye to the Masters Club on the last day of our our weekend together, I got so emotional because I could have never imagined that my life would turn out this way when I was so deep in the struggle with food, with my weight, with insecurity, with finances. Most of my life, I felt like I was trapped. I was stuck. And I wasn't. I just had to keep showing up moment after moment. And all these choices that in and of themselves were very small, right? Whether that was ordering less at Chick-fil-A or not having a second protein bar when I wasn't hungry or getting up and going to the gym when I wanted to stay in bed, all of those moments that in isolation were so small and felt like they couldn't make that big of a difference transformed my life in every way. Even when you think that this will be a struggle forever or that you have so far to go, you can change beyond your wildest dreams and improve your life, and improve your relationships, and transform your confidence and your belief in yourself. Totally redefine the things that you think you're able to do or the things you think you're unable to do. And that desire that I have in my heart couldn't be anything without you, without your participation, your engagement, your trust, your belief, your effort. So I'm just so grateful For every single one of you, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're working with me in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, whatever it is, just thank you. And if I can help you, I have such a heart to do that. So just let me know how. Enough of the sap for the moment. Um, Two big exciting things that I want to mention I got off the phone last night with my publishing company. And was told that my book, which I have yet to share the cover or the title with you guys, but I will soon, I promise, could be available for pre-sale in less than two weeks, which is crazy. The actual ship date, launch date is still January the 10th, but it looks like pre-sales on Amazon could begin in as little as two weeks. So I will be sure, trust me, there will be no uncertainty when it is available. You will know. I'll be talking about it on the podcast, on the email list, on my blog, on social media, you name it. Um, so stay tuned for more information about that. And just to remind you guys, this month has flown by. December will as well. Registration will be opening up within the next few weeks for the Winter 12 Weeks to Transformation. That is the coaching group I do. It runs for 12 weeks. I'm working with a group of people 
some of whom desire to lose weight, some don't, some just really want to take better care of themselves, become happier, more confident, healthier, etc. So we we work together through weekly challenges. There's the daily audio coaching channel that I've talked about before, uh, weekly live webinars. We will kick off in early January, but registration opens before that and space is limited, which is not some marketing ploy. I limit the number of enrollees because I want to make sure that I can help everybody, right? And so if it was unlimited, then I would have a limit on my availability to respond, to help, to do Q&As, etc. So if you are interested in the Winter 12 Weeks to Transformation, the first and most important thing I need you to do is get on the wait list. There will be a link to the wait list on the show notes page for today's episode, which will be at primalpotential.com forward slash 540. So you just go to primalpotential.com forward slash 540. And when you scroll down, you'll see the word resources. Under resources, you'll see all the links I mentioned in today's episode, as well as the link to the wait list and a link to learn more about what the 12 Weeks to Transformation is and how it works. If you're wondering what's included, what do I get, how much does it cost, how is it different from the podcast, I will put a link to episode 515, 515. I talk about that there. So you can just go to the show notes for today's episode to get on the wait list. Make sure you do that if you are interested in that for this winter. All right. Today, book club episode or book review episode. I have a book club with my master's club. With you guys, it's more like if I read something that I think is really well done, I want to share it with you, but I also want you to buy the book. I don't have any relationship to this author. She doesn't even know I'm doing this episode. Um, But the book is called Younger by Dr. Sarah Gottfried. And I had read her first couple of books. She wrote a book called The Hormone Diet and The Supercharged Hormone Diet. I owned and have read both of those. So when she came out with her last book called Younger, a breakthrough program to reset your genes and reverse aging. I bought it. I read it. I loved it. I want to share a few of the highlights with you today. Certainly not going to go into detail in the book because if you want the detail, buy the book for sure. But I also want to give a word of caution about books in general. Sometimes we give more energy and effort and attention and consistency to learning than we do to doing. There is no book that will change your life. None. Not even mine. Coming out soon. Little teaser there. Because the dangerous trap of living in this information age where we can endlessly learn about any topic a lot for free or, uh, you know, even on the cheap, you know, buying a $17 book, it can keep us from action. So if you are somebody who knows that you accumulate information and you're always reading books, reading blogs, listening to podcasts, but struggling with consistency, then I would say you don't need to know more. You need to do more. Do not fall into this trap of valuing learning over doing. Knowing more about how you can age well or lose weight isn't going to help you. So be honest with yourself. This is where self-awareness is so critical. What are you doing with what you know? Or where are there areas where you know far more than what your behavior shows? 
How can you close that gap? Even though I wrote a book, my intention with my book was to constantly call you back to action, right? So in the case of my book, every single chapter has questions at the end for you to ask yourself that lead you to action. And in part two, every chapter ends with a challenge. I want you to do this thing, not just read, learn, check the box of understanding and move on to accumulating more information that you're not consistently implementing. So as we talk about the ideas from Dr. Gottfried's book, or if you buy it and you read it yourself, my challenge to you every day is what will you do with what you know? What will you do with what you know? So like I said, Dr. Gottfried has several books. I'm going to link to this one in the show notes over at primalpotential.com forward slash 540. We'll start off on the high level with a few words that are sort of the blurb on the back of the book. On the back of the book, it says, age is a number. Aging is a choice. While many of us feel destined for cellulite, saddlebags, and belly fat, or worry about the long line of Alzheimer's, cancer, and heart disease in our families, the scientific reality is that 90% of the signs of aging and disease are caused by lifestyle choices, not your genes. And I think that is such an important distinction. I can't tell you how many people email me and say, you know, everyone in my family is overweight or that, you know, high cholesterol runs in my family, whatever it is. I used to say this all the time about my own self, that certain things were just genetically imprinted in me because of things that my mom went through when she was pregnant with me. But there is a difference between genetics, what is written in your genes, your DNA, and epigenetics. And way back in episode 48 of the podcast, I talked all about epigenetics, which is essentially the expression of your genes. Believe it or not, your genes actually don't determine all that much about your health, your body, your intelligence, anything like that. And the reason that is true is because of epigenetics, gene expression. Through our lifestyle, Not just what we eat, but that's certainly a huge part of it. Sleep, stress, uh, environmental toxins, right? Exposure to toxins in the water, toxins in our food, toxins if we're drinking out of a lot of plastics and things like that. All of those factors turn gene expression on or off, up or down. A lot of people don't realize that through your lifestyle choices – you can turn off the expression of genes or on the expression of genes. You can dial up the expression of a gene or dial it way down. So your genes are not even remotely your destiny. Things like what you eat and don't eat, how you sleep or don't sleep, how you manage stress or fail to manage stress, your muscle mass, your fitness, All of those factors determine if your genes, your health genes are turned on or off, if your disease risk genes are turned on or off, up or down. If you want to understand more about epigenetics and what that means and dive into the geeky stuff there, take a listen to episode 48. I'll also link to that over on the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 540. 
And the cool thing about epigenetics, our ability to turn on or off, up or down the expression of our genes, is that it can happen pretty quickly. We're not going to be changing our genes, but we absolutely can change dramatically the expression of those genes. In her book, Dr. Gottfried talks about seven different genes that influence aging. And there are certainly many more, but she goes through in detail seven of them. And I want to quickly touch on a few. I'm certainly not going to go into all seven. I couldn't possibly and don't care to do a better job than Dr. Godfrey does in her book. But I'm doing this to give you an example of some of not only the genes that we can turn on or off and the fact that you don't need to have your genes tested to do this. In fact, I'm going to talk more about that in a second. No, I'll talk about it right now. One of my favorite parts of the book is when she answers directly the question, do I need to take some sort of genetic test in order to do this? And she says, no, no. I'm going to say that again and again and again. Do you need to have some kind of genetic test in order to optimize this? No. Do you need to buy a genetic test? No, you don't. Here's why. Our genes are about 99.9, 99.5-ish percent the same. And the things we do to maximize our genetic expression, to turn off disease genes, to turn on health-promoting genes, they're the same. So we just need to do these things and do them consistently versus like, oh my gosh, now I need a genetic test. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. They're not even 100% accurate. But ultimately, what matters more is the epigenetic factors, the lifestyle factors that help us avoid disease, stay healthy, stay lean, or get lean, get healthy, whatever it is. We can just do those things without the genetic testing part. Okay, so the seven genes that influence aging, I want to touch on a couple of them. One of them she calls the fatso gene, which is actually the FTO gene. So she's just kind of throwing in an extra couple of letters. The gene is the FTO gene. But it's kind of anecdotally called the fatso gene. And this is a gene that influences your predisposition to carrying extra weight or being really lean. But what is important here is that the expression of the fatso gene can be turned off. That is not just the case with this gene, but with all of our genes, we have the ability to turn on or off, up or down the expression of these genes. And this particular gene, the FTO gene or the FATSO gene, is turned off with a consistent, 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 consistent combination of regular exercise, a lower carb diet that is high in fiber. So, That fiber part is important because we're not talking about eating bacon and cream cheese as, you know, some people who are in the keto craze will just be like, yeah, 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 just fat bombs, combine cream cheese and stevia and dark chocolate and call it a day. Nope. We turn off the expression of the fatso gene with a consistent combination of regular exercise, a lower carb diet and high fiber. What that means is we're eating lots of these fiber-rich vegetables. We're not trying to get to carbohydrate level zero because that wouldn't do it because we need the fiber that comes from these non-starchy veggies, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage, etc. We can turn off the fatso gene with a consistent combination. I know I'm being redundant, but there's a good reason for that. 
consistent combination of regular exercise, lower carb diet with higher fiber levels, which come from those non-starchy vegetables. Another one of the genes she talks about that influence aging is the Alzheimer's and bad heart gene. That's just sort of how it's described. But technically speaking, it is the apolipoprotein E gene. The apolipoprotein E gene, anecdotally called the Alzheimer's and bad heart gene, which, like the fatso gene, you can turn off. And the lifestyle factors, epigenetics, that turn this gene off are going to be an anti-inflammatory diet. We talk a ton on this podcast about factors that drive inflammation. So when we're talking about turning this gene off with an anti-inflammatory diet, we are talking about consistent low sugar, consistent minimization of processed foods, consistent minimization of fats that are prone to oxidation, right? Because those oxidized fats, whether it's trans fats, fats in processed foods, um, crop oils, those are the ones that are likely to oxidize, which drives inflammation. So we turn off the apolipoprotein E gene with the anti-inflammatory diet and getting enough sleep and keeping blood sugar stable. Yes, this is not an exaggeration, guys. Epigenetics and nutrigenomics, the way that nutrition impacts our genes, epigenetics is a slightly more broad term that also takes into factors like toxic exposure and exercise and sleep and stress, etc. Nutrigenomics is looking specifically at nutrition. But this isn't like, oh yeah, you can make improvements. You can turn gene expression on and off. The last one that I want to mention, she goes through seven in the book, Younger, is the clock gene. Clock, like alarm clock. The technical scientific name of the clock gene is the circadian locomotor output cycles kaput gene. It's a mouthful. The clock gene, we're talking about the circadian locomotor output cycles kaput gene. You can turn it off. Maintaining a consistent sleep-wake cycle. So you're not, you know, getting up at five during the week and sleeping until nine or 10 on the weekends. You're not going to bed at eight or nine o'clock and then sometimes one or two a.m. You are maintaining a consistent sleep-wake cycle. I didn't say it was easy. Turning gene expression, nobody deserves the easy solution here. You can turn off the circadian locomotor output cycles kaput gene, maintaining a consistent sleep-wake cycle and getting enough sleep. This is really major, guys. We have so much in our power. Sometimes we act like we don't. And sometimes we act like our choices are just cosmetic. I shouldn't eat this because it'll make me gain weight. Well, it's so much more than that. It is about your health. It is about how you age. It is about how you feel. And we have this tremendous ability to turn gene expression on or off, up or down, through our diet and lifestyle choices. All right. Let's talk about, she, she goes through five factors that lead to accelerated aging. Muscle factors, brain factors, hormone factors, gut factors, and toxic fat factors. The muscle stuff is super, super relevant because we just did an entire episode on this exact thing 
actually before I, I think the book had come in the mail, but I hadn't picked it up yet. Episode 538, I talk about age-related muscle loss and how that impacts your metabolism. In the book Younger, Dr. Godfrey goes into that, but also so much more. She's talking about how aging begins in your muscle. If you want to geek out on this, you can certainly read the book. You can also listen to episode 538 of the podcast, which I will link to in the show notes. She goes into a lot of detail about aging beginning in your muscle and how it doesn't just impact your body composition and your metabolism, the two factors that we talked about along with immunity. It accelerates the aging process. And she goes into great detail about how if you want to age well and resist disease and feel amazing as you get older, as well as looking amazing and being amazing, you must prioritize maintaining and building muscle. Maintaining and building muscle. So these are, this is part of the five factors she's discussing that lead to accelerated aging, the brain being one. And too many people think that aging just comes with natural decline in memory and natural slowing of our cognitive faculties, but it doesn't have to be that way. She talks about things like oxidative stress, inflammation, and the way that that drives changes in your brain as you age, slowing down neuronal connections. But she also talks about how to make sure that does not happen. Minimizing sugar, minimizing toxic fats, minimizing inflammation, all of which are diet and lifestyle factors that we talk about very, very, very often on the show. It's not just about the way your body looks. It's also about the way your brain ages. She goes into 10 things that steal your youth. 10 different things that steal your youth and accelerate aging. Sitting too much. Eating too many carbohydrates. Stressing out. Losing muscle. Those are just a few. She goes into tremendous detail on these 10 factors and what you can do about it. I love to geek out on how she goes through specific nutritional improvements that will absolutely have a positive impact on your body composition, the way you look naked, and your energy, but also on the rate at which you are aging and if you are aging with disease or without disease. And the amazing thing is, guys, it's not new in terms of the strategy, It's not like, oh my gosh, if you stand on your head at 1214 every afternoon while you suck down a concoction of all these different ingredients you've ever heard of. No. Straightforward stuff. Eating more vegetables. Avoiding gluten and dairy. They drive inflammation. We talk about that all the time here. That ages you. Minimizing grains. In fact, she goes so far as to say, if you have a fat loss goal, avoid grains entirely. And I just want to clarify, avoiding grains does not mean avoiding carbohydrates. A lot of times I hear people kind of lumping that in as the same thing. Grains is carbs. No grains means no carbs. Not what it means at all. For example, sweet potato is not a grain. I obviously want out of respect for Dr. Gottfried. I'm not going to go into like, you know, reading you chapters of her book and things like that. But I am happy to tell you some of the changes I intend to make after reading her book. First and foremost, 
I made a list as I went through and then I went back and I looked at my list and looked at what is reasonable for me to take on right now. You know, I'm not trying to go on a diet in any way, shape or form because I know that that is not a sustainable approach or the way I want to live my life. I just want to be a healthy human. So with that said, one of the changes I personally will be making, and I'm not saying you need to make this, I'm going to be eating more fish. So I tend to order salmon a lot at a restaurant, but I don't cook a lot of fish at home. My commitment to myself is that I am going to have salmon cakes at home once a week. I've talked before about how I love salmon cakes, even though if you had ever said fish cake to me before I had tried them, I would have been like, nasty, nope, not doing it, right? Throw up in my mouth a little bit. I love salmon cakes. I made them for the Master's Club while we were away together a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people hadn't tried them and were really skeptical, but everybody I spoke to really enjoyed them. For me, the best recipe I've ever tried is the one from the 21 Day Sugar Detox, those grain-free salmon cakes, but I will link to that specific recipe over in the show notes for today's episode. So if you go to primalpotential.com forward slash 540, you will find that link right there. So that is one of the changes I'm going to make. I'm going to be more consistent about having fish, making salmon cakes specifically once a week. The great thing about those and the reason I chose that is because I can make a big batch of them and put them individually in the freezer before I cook them. So mix up the ingredients, form them into small patties, pop them in the freezer, and then just pull them out as I need them. So it's an easy, easy, easy meal. You can make them ahead. They take no time to pull together. That is one change that I will be making. Another change that I'm committing to making after reading this book is consuming more collagen. And I don't want to set like a rigid definition of how I plan to do this, but I think there's going to be two primary shifts that I make. I am going to ensure that I'm more regularly consuming bone broth or If for whatever reason I don't have any bone broth here, I get my bone broth from Thrive Market, um, just just where I get it from because it's less expensive than what I would find at like a local health food store or at Whole Foods or different things like that. It comes right to my door. I don't have to worry about finding it or making it. Um, So either consuming bone broth, like a mug of bone broth or making soup with bone broth, it's a great option in the colder weather, which is getting really cold where I am now. Or if for whatever reason I don't have any bone broth around or it's just not speaking to me, adding collagen to my coffee. Uh, I posted yesterday on Instagram, I made a little coffee and collagen latte, if you will. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to the brand of collagen that I have in my house. And I literally just took a scoop put it in the coffee in the blender. You could use an immersion blender. I used my Vitamix and that was just like a really simple thing. Oh, I also put MCT oil in there, but you certainly don't have to, though that is one of the recommendations from Dr. Gottfried in this book in terms of aging well, incorporating more of those healthy fats, of which MCT oil is certainly one of them. So adding more collagen is the second change that I will be making for my own life after reading this book. The third is I will be more intentional about incorporating goat's milk in the form of goat's milk yogurt or goat's milk cheese. You guys have probably heard me say a million times that I am sensitive to dairy, 
But comparing goat's milk and cow's milk, goat's milk, relatively speaking, is hypoallergenic. It does not have the same sort of um, sensitivity reaction in most people as, as cow's milk does. The other thing is that when cow's milk is pasteurized, which most of us are buying cow's milk products that have been pasteurized, it kills some of the bacteria that we need in order to be able to manufacture B vitamins in our own bodies. And when you consume raw goat's milk, whether in the form of yogurt or cheese or just the milk, but I'm not a big milk drinker, you get those bacterial strains that help to be able to manufacture B vitamins. Uh, So I will be incorporating raw goat's milk products not every day, but maybe once or twice a week in the form of yogurt or cheese. The next one is one that I tend to be better about in the warmer weather, but I really want to find a way to prioritize this. I need to walk more. I'm really consistent in my workouts. It is wintertime right now where I live in Massachusetts. I'm not going to say I'm going to go for a walk every single day, but at least a couple of times a week I want to incorporate that. And I think what's most realistic for me is doing a short walk immediately after my workout as a cool down. I'm not talking five miles. I mean, honestly, depending on the weather, depending on the day, depending on my schedule, it might be as short as a quarter mile. But it's such a huge part of stress reduction, which is such a huge part of anti-aging. I will be better about that. This next one takes a lot to convince me here, but her book really made an impact. She's not in any way anti-coffee or anti-caffeine, which is great because I'm a huge coffee lover, but I am going to start being more diligent about consuming less caffeine. That probably means more tea, less coffee, uh, because the tea is just a little bit lower in caffeine, and I tend to drink higher caffeine brands of coffee. Uh, I'm not cutting coffee. I'm not cutting caffeine, but I am going to be making some reductions there. The other thing I want to play around with is waking up a couple of days a week without an alarm. However, That does not mean significant sleep-in days because the consistency in circadian rhythm is really, really important. But I want to see what time I'll wake up naturally without an alarm. I'm 99.9% sure it'll still be in the 5 o'clock hour, you know, 5.15, 5.20, 5.30. But seeing what my body tells me about when I wake up naturally versus like right now my alarm usually goes off between 4.30 and 4.45. So I want to maintain that consistency with my circadian rhythm. I'm not going to be sleeping until 9 or 10 o'clock for sure. Um, But I do want to play around with a couple of days not setting the alarm and seeing what information I get from my body as I do that. The next one, and there's just a few other changes that I'll be making, is more socialization. This is something I've worked on a lot in the last couple of years, but I can do better. And specifically more socialization in person. So I don't mean, you know, like checking in more with friends and family over the phone or text message. I mean in person. And I'm playing around with a couple ideas about this, especially after I move in to my new house, uh, which will be, if you guys missed that announcement on the blog or in the email, um, I am moving at the start of the year. uh, And I want to do something, whether it's like, 
you know, having once a week a dinner at my house and whoever's around can come or, you know, whatever it is. I just want to be better about socialization because that's actually a huge part of aging well and of the epigenetic equation, happiness and socialization versus isolation and depression. Um, Two more here changes that I'm going to be making one is I want to incorporate a little bit more yoga. However, for me and my schedule, my love of CrossFit, my love of weightlifting, at this point, I don't think I'm going to be joining a yoga studio. But what is going to make this much more achievable for me, I naturally get to the gym just by habit routine about 20 minutes before my workout begins. So I want to use five or 10 of those minutes to do some different yoga poses. Uh, Since I'm already there, I'm already using that time. I'm not creating more time. I'm not adding anything to my schedule. But um, that is certainly advantageous from a stress reduction and mobility and flexibility and blood flow perspective. So that is something I'm going to add. And then lastly, and this was something I had actually implemented a few weeks ago, but it was really reinforced by reading this book. I've started a note on my phone. So I have an iPhone. There's naturally a notes app. You could do this in your journal. You could do it on your computer. You could do it around the dinner table with your family. Is creating a list where every day I go into this notes app and I write two good things that happened that day or two best things that happened that day or two highlights of the day. And this is really about training my brain to look for the good versus looking for the bad or the stressful or the frustrating or the overwhelming and keeping that as as a running list because it's easy to forget. Like I was thinking about, you know, what are the best parts of 2018? And realistically, there's a lot I don't remember. And oftentimes... Only the big, huge things stand out, and then we overlook all of these small, amazing moments, and I don't want to do that. I want to train myself to be much more deliberate about remembering all of the highlights, and so every single day, I'm going to be keeping this note of good things that happened that day so that I become naturally and habitually a more positive and appreciative person. So I really loved this book. Again, the book is called Younger. It is by Dr. Sarah Gottfried, a breakthrough program to reset your genes and reverse aging. But I would be remiss to not again reiterate a huge flaw that I see in a lot of people is that they overvalue information and undervalue implementation. Do not go out and buy this book, read it, and then continue behaving the way you've always been or be wildly inconsistent with the application of the ideas. That is not going to change your life. Accumulating more information isn't going to do a dang thing for you. So first assess where do you already have a gap between what you know to do and what you're actually doing. I would rather see you working to close that gap than expanding the gap by adding more information and then still having your issue of inconsistency. Pick one thing that you already know but you aren't consistently doing and do that work there. That is so, so, so important. If you're like, no, 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 I'm really good about implementing the information that I learn consistently, then full force ahead, check out this book, Younger. I will link to it over in the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 540. And of course, as always, I'll keep you guys posted on any changes that I make to my life. I love sharing those kinds of things with you, but I really, really enjoyed this book 
What I will say is that there's not anything in the book that's like, oh my God, we never knew that, right? She makes a really strong case for things that most of us already know. So the most important thing is that you just start doing them. Chances are you don't need to convince yourself more. You just need to get consistent. So don't lose sight of the value of implementation. Far more effective than just learning, learning, learning and continuing to be inconsistent. Hope you guys have a really great day and I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.